This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is AMI Audio Live, bringing community events closer to you. Welcome to a special edition of AMI Audio Live from the 2019 AMI Canadian Vision Impaired Curling Championship on AMI Audio. I'm Dave Brown. I'll be hanging out with you over the course of the next hour on our pregame show as we get prepared for the final game between Team Nova Scotia and Team Ontario, which will start around 1 p.m. Eastern time with our incredible play-by-play team, Vic Router and Norma Wick, who you'll hear from later on in the hour as well. We've also got great interviews with a few of the players from all seven teams that joined us from all across Canada to take part in this national bond spiel. As mentioned, this very special broadcast of AMI-audio live. We know maybe you're listening live online right now or through your television sets. No matter where you go today, you can carry this broadcast with you, whether it's online, whether it's through the TuneIn Radio app, Radio Player Canada, through your TV, or online at ami.ca slash listen live. And of course, you can be a part of the broadcast by tweeting into us at AMI Audio, or you can fire right off at me at Dave Brown Radio. I'll be ringside throughout the game. So if you want to send a tweet or you have thoughts you want to share, send them over to me or to us at AMI Audio at Dave Brown Radio, and uh, we can share those on the air as we work our way through. It was a very exciting morning here in the Ottawa Curling Club where we had the semifinal come right down to the wire to the last rock with Team Nova Scotia winning by one point, eight to seven, in a game where we saw the lead change a multitude of times. So they get a chance to catch their breath for about an hour or so and then hit the ice again to take on Team Ontario, who was undefeated the whole way through the tournament. And we'll hear from Team Ontario a little bit later in the broadcast as well. Their skip and LaFontaine. Now, before we get down to all the business in play here, I want to welcome on the voice of curling in Canada, Vic Router, who's going to be part of the play-by-play team today. Hello, Vic. Thanks for being a part of the show. David, my pleasure. How are you? We are doing very, very well, of course. So this morning's game was very exciting, and you had a front-row seat. So what did you think about the action? Well, listen, I think that, you know, Kelowna, the team from BC, are the defending champions. And uh, Nova Scotia uh, played very well, missed their last shot, and uh, didn't have to throw their last one, Nova Scotia, so congratulations to them. Yeah, it was a very big win, and it's great to see a team that's won bronze a few years in a row now finally getting that chance to break into the finals. Now, Vic, we see there's a few different adapted rules to uh, blind curling, but of course, a lot of the game remains the same. So you've had a chance to be at rinkside Uh, for so many big games over the years. What do you think the key is in a big championship game like it's coming up this afternoon? Well, obviously, curling is a game where you build on the shots. So wherever that lead stone is, you hopefully build on it, the second, third. And you want to give your skip uh, a chance, as they say. Always give your skip, leave them a a hole, leave them a shot. The difficulty here in what I've seen in, uh, in the visually impaired curling is that you have your lead who is totally blind. So where does that stone go? Now you have to play off of that. Many cases, the skip can't see the stone till it's halfway down the ice. Mm. So you're relying on somebody else's uh, judgment of the sweeping. Will we see the kind of finesse shots that we might say at a Scotty's or a Briar? No, flat out, we will not. But we will see some good draws. We will see some good takeouts. 
But if you're looking for the quiet angle taps that you might see from a Kevin Cooey or a Rachel Holman, that we won't see. Now, of course, we're in the home rink of Rachel Holman, and you see her uh, picture all over the place. I mean, the Ottawa Curling Club is a historic venue for curling, not just in this province, but across the country. Well, yeah, I guess it uh, dates back to 1850, uh, that era. Uh, the first club was right beside the, uh, the Rideau. And, in fact, they used water from the Rideau to make the uh, ice for the one sheet. Uh, yeah, this one, I mean, I walked in here and I'm going, oh, my goodness, I forgot. When you come up the stairs and you see uh, John Morris's team, which won a couple of Canadian Junior Championships back in 98-99, went on to win the Worlds. Then, of course, John, who I just saw last week, at the Skins game in Banff, went on to win two gold medals. One, of course, in Vancouver in the team game. And then just uh, last uh, February in Pyeongchang, won the doubles gold. So, yes, great history. And Rachel just uh, clinching another Ontario provincial title. So she will be in Sydney starting uh, next week. Where you'll be. Yes, uh, <laughs> we uh We'll be there for our first game is the play-in game on the, uh, the wild card game on the Friday night. It's a life of planes, trains, and automobiles for it is. Vic Router. It is. Hey, so when you walked no in, pillows. Okay, right, no pillows. <laughs> when you walked in here, now, did you feel a bit of the anticipation as you had a chance to peruse around downstairs a bit? Well, listen, you're playing for a national championship, and I don't care what sport, what level of that sport, when you have a chance to wear the uh, eventually get the championship trophy, and come back as Team Canada, it's, uh, it's all good. Well, Vic, we really appreciate you being a part of the broadcast team today. Thank you for taking a few minutes here before the, before the big game to join me, and we'll hear from you in about, uh, well, about 50 minutes. David, my pleasure. That's Vic Router. He's the voice of curling in Canada. He'll be part of our play-by-play team today alongside Norma Wick, who you know, of course, from the Gazette on AMI-audio. She and I had a chance to share my studio here in Ottawa this morning, so we're keeping Norma busy. You'll hear from her a little bit later in the show as well. Again, I want to remind you guys, of course, you want to join this party on social media today as you're enjoying the live play-by-play action of the finals of the 2019 AMI Canadian Vision Impaired Curling Championship on AMI-audio. Team Ontario out of a rink in Toronto and, of course, Team Nova Scotia playing in, well, they're a regular team and they had a great semifinal matchup this morning, so we'll have a chance to have those two teams lock brooms later on this afternoon. You'll hear a lot today over the course of the next hour talking about the growth of the sport as we speak to so many different athletes who've uh, made this, made the Ottawa Curling Club their home every February over the course of the last few years. And AMI Audio has been alongside for the ride for so many of those years. The first assignment I ever did for AMI Audio was to be ringside. Every day back in 2013, we did it again in 2014, and uh, then we took a bunch of TV stories along the way as well over the years. So, so thrilling to be back here in the Ottawa Curling Club today to be a part of this final matchup. Now, we're going to take a very, very quick break, and on the other side, we're going to hear from every, well, from a member of every single team who participated in this tournament. Next segment, we'll hear from teams in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, as well as British Columbia. And of course, later in the show, we'll hear from the teams who who will be participating in the finals later on today at 1 p.m. Eastern time. In the meantime, get your rocks, get your ice, get your favorite beverage of choice, because we're in here for the long haul. It's Championship Friday here on AMI-audio as we do a very special edition of AMI-audio live of 2019 AMI Canadian Vision Impaired Curling Championship on AMI-audio. You stay right there because we'll be right back.
Welcome back to this very special edition of AMI Audio Live from the 2019 AMI Canadian Vision Impaired Curling Championship. I am Dave Brown. Thanks so much for stopping along for the ride today. I'm hanging out in one of these old haunts here in the Ottawa Curling Club. I am beside Rink 5, where uh, we covered so many finals over the years of the AMI Canadian Vision Impaired Curling Championship. We've seen a lot of titles won standing right here. You can hear that echo in the voice. There's an energy in the building as the two teams are getting ready to take the ice at 1 p.m. Eastern time for the final matchup to determine a new champion. Throughout the week, though, we've had seven teams descend upon the Ottawa Curling Club from all across the country, and we've had a chance to speak with a few of the teams throughout, well, all the teams and a few of the players that have uh, taken the ice and played so well and competed so hard all week long. So over the course of the next couple segments, we'll hear from some of those players and each of those teams. And we'll start with the team from Alberta. Jerry Chevalier is the lead for Team Alberta. He's also one of the leaders of the Get Together with Technology program in the area. So, Jerry, how's this, how's this week gone so far? What's the competition been like for you guys? Well, it's been really tough for us. Uh, we, kind of, we don't have our regular team here this year, so uh, we found all the games tough, but uh, still lots of fun and really enjoyed ourselves. When you've got kind of a couple odds and ends pieces and some hodgepodge coming together, how do you build that chemistry kind of on the fly? Uh, well, you have to talk a lot, uh, you know, at the break and between games and try and figure out what you can do better in the next game and keep adjusting. So it's, a, it's kind of a week of adjustments. We get to speak to quite a few skips during the course of the week, but we don't oftentimes get to spend time with the leads. And I'm, I'm curious, in your role as the lead, how do you kind of manage the pressure of knowing the first shot of every end falls on your shoulders? Uh, it's, you know, it's, it, it's not so much pressure. It's, it's, in a way, it's kind of relief because as the lead, the job is very consistent. When, in, unlike the thirds and fourths that are coming up and facing a shot where there might be any situation in front of them, it's usually a, an empty house unless my com, uh, my uh, lead on the other team has put a rock in. But usually we have an empty house, so our job is just to try and draw in near the top of the house, and it's consistent every time. The requirement is the same, so it's probably less stress, if anything. So this, this question might be kind of overly technical or maybe too far into the weeds, but do you kind of get a sense of what the ice is like in that first end or during practice to know that you're kind of always rolling the rock in a consistent way? Yes, we do. Uh, because our my guide who sets me up as well as the sweepers and the skip himself, they all tell you, they're sure to tell you where the rock ended up and what adjustment you might need if you were short of the house or if you were warm and you put it right through the house. We know that, we have that feedback right away. So One of the great parts of this bond spiel is familiar faces and familiar names and folks who kind of get here on a regular basis. What's the camaraderie been like this week for you guys? Oh, that's uh, what's, what's fun about this tournament. You know, e even though it's the national level, it's still the vision impaired national uh, curling. So that's a very tight-knit community. Many of them have known each other for decades, so it's kind of like an annual get-together. And it, it is a very friendly, participatory, participatory tournament rather than competitive, I would say. How many times is this uh, that you've come to the Bunch Bill? Uh, this is my third time. As you get a chance to kind of experience the sport growing, both back home in Alberta, but also when you come to these national tournaments, how does it feel to see the sport of blind curling and vision-impaired curling growing all across the country? Well... 
I hope it's growing. We don't see so many, too many young people each year coming out new. There's a couple this year, which is good. But we'd like to see more young people knowing that as those of us who are already retired seniors, we're going to eventually fade away, maybe. <laughs> so we like to think that there'll be more young people coming up. Um, and uh, so we try and promote the game back home in Alberta as much as we can to the younger community. And a last question here. How's the city treated you guys this week? Oh, we've been we've been great. We've been to several restaurants, walking around. Uh, we don't like the ice. Ice and snow is a bit of a problem, but uh, the city itself is great, yeah. The only time we like the ice is whether it's out there on the rink or whether it's in our in our drink glasses after the game, right? Yeah, exactly. On <laughs> on on the on the rink, it's nice, smooth, clear ice. On the streets, it's bumpy and curvy and up and down and all over. So that's the voice of Jerry Chevalier. He's the lead for Team Alberta, also one of the leaders of the Get Together with Technology program. Team Alberta had a uh, had a good week, or they had a so-so week going one and five, but they were in a bunch of games. They were competitive, and it was great to see uh, some familiar faces from Team Alberta rejoining us here in Ottawa at the Ottawa Curling Club. As we stay in the prairies, we move over to Manitoba. Norm Lyons is a coach for the past three years, and filled in as the skip for Team Manitoba this week. You guys are returning back this year, which is really exciting to see. What's uh, what's the tournament been like so far this week for you guys? The tournament has actually been really, really good for us. Uh, the games have been really, really close. Uh, yesterday's games were a little... Um, we lost both our games from to um, Nova Scotia and BC by one point, which put us where we are. Otherwise, we'd have been uh, either tied for first or in first by ourselves. When when you guys have those those setbacks, those those losses that are so close, how do you kind of bounce back when you get up this morning to get back to the ring? Well, we just keep on doing what we're doing. I just, I'm telling the team, you know, just stay focused. Uh, just keep doing the things that you've been doing. This morning's game was um, much, much better. Uh, it was 9-1 after six ends, and we stole... We stole uh, the first five ends, and the, the the guys curled really, really good. I mean, they were just they were just making shots. Every put the broom down, call the shots, and the rocks were, ended up exactly where they had to be. It was just absolutely awesome. We're going to be talking to a few of the skips today, but it's always interesting to talk about that role for the team, about being kind of that that patient, that leader, that trusting that trusting role. So, what what does being a skip, being a good skip, mean to the rest of the team? Well, a, a good skip has to be a really good leader out there. You have to be focused on what you're doing. Um, keep the social and idle chatter to a, to a minimum because if you get into that, then you sort of lose the focus. So I just tell the guys, keep focused, keep doing what you're doing, and save the other stuff for later. They did that. They've been doing that all tournament long for the most part. So I've been really, really pleased with the Manitoba team. This is the third year that this team has come here um, as a team, and I think that this year, as their coach, they have really, really gelled. So they've really been doing everything that we've asked of them, and I can't ask for anything more of them. You know, th- that's a really interesting point, that it's the third year coming to the tournament together as a team. I think maybe someone who's not very familiar with curling, even someone like myself, who's a casual curling fan, doesn't realize the importance of chemistry for a team. How important is chemistry? Very, very important. This team, uh, we've, uh, this is our third year in curling in a Saturday night mixed league at the, the Granite Curling Club in Winnipeg. So the team has curled together all year. 
which really makes a difference. We're also involved with what they call the Sunday drop-in at, at, the, uh, at the Granite Curling Club, whereby we can come out and work on our mechanics and work on, on delivery and sweeping and line calling, that kind of thing. Um, Tuesday nights, we've had our, our uh, team practices, which Manitoba Blind Sports has, has uh, looked after as far as the funding is concerned. And as a matter of fact, this year I have two new curlers that came out um, husband and wife. He curled about 30 years ago. He's fully sighted. She um, lost her sight uh, about two and a half years ago. Uh, she came out. I have to tell you, the first um, the first couple of games, a uh, couple of uh, practices. I so it's really, she has progressed to the point where she can curl in a tournament. So. Uh, so, Norm, along those lines, you mentioned the support of the Granite Curling Club at Manitoba Blind Sports. So what does it mean to see the sport growing both regionally, locally for you, and then when you come to a tournament like this, watching it grow nationally as well? Well, I'm, personally, I think it, it's uh, come a long way. Uh, as I say, Manitoba Blind Sports Association, is, uh, the curling program is part of their, part of their programs that, that we offer, and uh, we try to encourage more participation. It's really, really difficult because, um, you know, you, you try and promote and try and get the help, like from the CNIB, to, to, to uh, get people interested, get people to come out and try the sport. Uh, some of them come out and try and then don't, don't want to continue. Others, like I say, the one couple that came out are really into it, so that's a good thing. But we, we need to do more. Um, so basically, it, it's um, and and the Granite Curling Club in terms of give, uh, giving us ice time, um, they're really really good that way. So like we're really really pleased with everything that we've got going in, in Winnipeg. Hey Norm, thanks so much. Best of luck the rest of the bunch spiel in the tournament, and hopefully we'll catch up with you a little bit later. Thank you very much. That's the voice of Norm Lyons. He's the coach of Team Manitoba, and he filled in as the skip this year for the team, who went 3-3, three and three, had, a, uh, had a good week, had a lot of competitive games. It was great to see Norm again and speak to him again this year. Now, of course, uh, we're in the lunchroom right now, so you can hear some of that camaraderie building as the teams are getting ready for the finals, which come your way at 1 p.m. Eastern time here on AMI-audio. But so with that camaraderie comes a sense of feeling of family here, and we do get along, and there's a lot of chances to see familiar faces and spend time with the people who you enjoy spending time on the ice with and enjoy spending time around the city with as well. And uh, we'll hear from Marv Anfinson, who's the lead and a coach for Team Saskatchewan. Uh, my name is Marvin Anfinson. Uh, my role with the team is... I come as the uh, B1 lead and the coach. So, Marv, you're a regular at this tournament. Uh, how does it feel to be back this year? Uh, it's a little different this year. Um, uh, we have a new coach, a new guide, and uh, yeah, I went through a lot of stress this summer. How, how did the week turn out for you guys? Um, well, <laughs> let's put it this way. Uh, we play for a, a jug of beer in every game, and the winner buys the loser beer and we happen to get a jug of beer from every other team that's here <laughs> hey a, fr a free beer is still a free beer even if you got to take an L to get there yeah so so you mentioned the team went through a bit of transition does that make it tougher to come to a tournament like this where you know the competition level is going to be so high yes it most definitely does uh, we lost our on ice guide my wife passed away with cancer so that's our big big thing but also oh. <laughs> my, my, my deepest sympathies to, yeah. to you and the team. Um, does does yeah. that does that make the make the week harder for you? Just because there's so many memories attached to that. Yeah, yeah, it makes it a lot longer and a lot uh, a little more difficult. Yeah. On 
on the, the flip side of that, though, I imagine the camaraderie, seeing some familiar faces and getting to be around some of your friends and, yep. and the folks from all across the country. D- does that soften the blow a little bit? It, it most definitely does. We have uh, a great blind community that come and meet, do this every year. And there's uh, lots of friends we, everybody has from all over, the, all over Canada. And the thing that is really incredible about this, too, is that we get these friends from all over the country, and we see new faces every year, and we see new folks coming to the fray. How do you feel about the growth of the sports? Well, I think the growth of the sport is, to be best, would be, I, my saying is, uh, we've always brought the youngest team here from Saskatchewan, and that is our future, is the youth. Um, that's the best thing I can put forward. So... It's funny because one of the things that we hear a lot of is a lot of the the teams are comprised of older team members. So when you guys bring that youth and bring that future and kind of bring maybe a little bit of that fun to the tournament, you know, you guys are almost kind of leaders on that front. How does it feel to be to be one of the leaders? Well, uh, it, it's fun. Um, I, like I've been here lots of years and I've come with lots of different team members over the years and. Uh, it's a good camaraderie when you're here and uh, you get to bond for a week and uh, sometimes your, your, um, your, your game comes out on top and sometimes it doesn't. And how the city treat you this week? The city treated us excellent. The uh, community around uh, where we're staying and the rink here is great. The uh, restaurants are great and we appreciate it. Well, Marv, we can't thank you enough for spending some time with us today and sharing uh, your, your very personal story. And um, all the best. Safe travels getting back home, and hopefully we'll catch up with you guys again next year. Yeah, no problem. That's the voice of Marv Anvinson. He's the lead and coach for Team Saskatchewan. Uh, one more team here to get into on this segment. And, of course, uh, for those of you who were part of the AMI Audio Live broadcasts last year from the Ottawa Curling Club for the championship, you had a chance to hear from um, Fraser Hiltz. And we had a chance to catch up with him again to find out about uh, his journey this year with Team BC. Fraser Hiltz is the skip for Team BC. How's the tournament gone so far this week? It's gone very well. Very enjoyable. A lot of fun. Good to see uh, some old friends and uh, get together. Good to have uh, great uh, challenges in the sport. And uh, you have our heartbreaks and also our little bit of elations. So, so along those lines of the elations and the heartbreaks, you guys play a lot of games this week. How do you kind of keep that even keel to make sure that you're not getting too high up or too low? That's a difficult one because naturally you do get a little excited and get ramped up and a little high and then you do get low because you have great anticipation and optimism that you're going to do great so the trick to find that even mean value in between i don't know i think if i if i figured that out exactly i'd write a book <laughs> you could get that degree in sports psychology exactly add it to your list of many, exactly. many different and after a couple ends today i said where's our sports psychologist <laughs> you know so i've had, asked a couple of the skips today about about the rule of being skip and when you're in a bunch spiel like this how important is it that the skip is that even keel player and, and helps build that trust from player to player, from shot to shot? Uh, that, that is very important, and I try to espouse to that because my, my team is trying their hardest. Nobody tries to miss shot, and I have to feel their pain and feel their grief and, 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 and give that calming sense of we'll get it next time, pat them on the back, good try, good try. We'll, we'll keep on going. No use whimpering over this one. We're going forward. And Dave, that that's really is important because some skips that get really hot-headed, lose their temper, throw brooms around and all, that's not acceptable. And that sure doesn't help your team.
Last year you were playing with Team Saskatchewan. This year you're representing your home province. How does it feel to be repping the BC Colors? That's that's fun because uh, I moved from Alberta and had uh, the great fortune of uh, coming here a number of years with Team Alberta and now uh, representing where I've moved to now to follow my daughters out to Vancouver to pester them for the rest of my natural days. It feels really special because BC hasn't qualified as as a team out of Vancouver Curling Club. Kelowna has qualified because they're quite good. But the Vancouver, this is special. We made it. This is our victory. And we did quite well this week. So not to reveal too much about my own autobiography, but my mom is a big lawn bowler. So when she goes to a big tournament, she's texting me every day, giving me updates. So are your daughters taking those texts? Are they taking your calls at night uh, about your wins and losses? They are. They are. They say, gotta go, Dad. And, And remember, have fun. So I'm trying to do that. And Fraser, one of the questions I'm asking just to wrap up a lot of these interviews, and I think I even asked this to you last year when we were when we were hanging out. Um, when we see the growth of the sports, and now you've had a chance to be with Saskatchewan, be with Alberta, be with PC, how does it feel to see an event like this growing every year and the sport growing locally and regionally as well? Well, it's it's great to see advancements in that area, and we are always trying, all teams and all provinces are trying to expand it even more. We'd sure like to see the guys from Newfoundland back, and uh, we're, we are working through the people that and our colleagues that can work work the back hallways and such to see everything we can do to make this even better, more participation, and a bigger group, and achieving better things, and even getting younger vision impaired and, and blind people involved, and that's, that is really our goal. Well, Frazier, it's always a blast hanging out with you guys. It's always a great time seeing you on the ice. Uh, best of luck the rest of the bunch be on the tournament, and hopefully we'll catch up with you again down the road. Thanks, Dave. Always a pleasure. That's the voice of Fraser Hiltz. He's the skip for Team BC. Team BC had themselves a uh, respectable week going 3-3. Three and three. Of course, just missed out narrowly on going to the semifinals. Speaking of the semifinals, after the break, we will hear from the teams involved in the semifinals and the teams involved in the finals this afternoon. Coming your way 1 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-audio as we broadcast live from the 2019 AMI Canadian Vision Impaired Curling Championship. You do not want to miss these interviews with Mike Vrooman, Bill Ma, and Anne LaFontaine. This is AMI-audio live. Welcome back. It's AMI Audio Live. It is the pre-game show before the finals of the 2019 AMI Canadian Vision Impaired Curling Championship. We are so excited. It's Team Nova Scotia and Team Ontario. We're getting ready to take the ice. In fact, Team Nova Scotia just sat down right in front of me. They wanted to catch a, a live shot of the pre-game show before we broadcast their big game coming up this afternoon. Now, we did want to share some of the uh, stories of the teams who went to the semifinals. And the first team we wanted to hear from were the defending champions and Bill Ma is the lead for Team Canada. So, Bill, you guys are the defending champions. What's it been like taking the ice as the defending champion? I think you always, when you take uh, the ice against other teams, they're up for you because uh, um, they want to beat the champs, and I can't blame them. I've been on the other side where I played for another team and at this uh, bond spiel, and uh, the minute we hear that we're playing the, the defending champs, you get up for it and uh, you want to do your best and uh, knock off uh, the, the defending champs. 
the game of curling takes a lot of trust and a lot of chemistry on the team. So for you guys to come back again and again, and it's not your first rodeo, how does the experience help you guys gel together in a short tournament like this? Well, I think, first, first of all, we, we practice a lot at home together. Um, the rather unique thing about our team this year is that we've had some turnover. So our skip is new. We've also uh, brought a couple of uh, new people on board. So it's it's really um, amazing that, uh, well, I shouldn't say amusing, amazing, but it, it's just that we're pretty pleased that we're, we're going to the semifinals based upon some of the turnovers that we've had with our team since last year. No, you guys are obviously a really good team, but the role you play as lead is a really important role. I'm, I'm curious about the pressure that goes into being the lead, knowing you've got to set the tone every end. How do you kind of get yourself mentally prepared before the game even starts? Well, I just you just realize that you do what you've been uh, practicing at home, and I know that sounds simplistic, but it's really that's all it is. It's you, you do what you do at home and uh, um, the objective of the lead is to get that rock in the house and uh, set up the end for the rest of the team. No, we know the competition is quite fierce when we're out here and definitely the level of play is really high. But what about the camaraderie? What's it like seeing some of those familiar faces? Oh, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's the beauty of curling, isn't it? I mean, on ice you can be uh, competitors and, and try, to, try to win the game. But, you know, when you're off the ice, you, you share in a couple of wobbly pops, talk over the game, and just have visits with old friends that you haven't seen since last time. So, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, very uh, beneficial from that that perspective. Ottawa's, Ottawa's uh, giving you guys kind of a full taste of Ottawa weather this week. You so know, uh, how you enjoy, how you well, enjoy the city? I'll How's the city you, treating you? The city's always treated us well, and this year's no exception, and this event has treated us well. Um, kind of an interesting story, I'll tell you. Um, it's colder back home right now than it is here. Um, it's last week, we were looking at the weather out here, and it was really cold. You guys had a really ugly cold snap. Well, it's gone reverse. We left town just in a nick of time, and uh, right now, this morning, uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, it's minus 18 back home. So, you guys, we're, we're a lot warmer than back home. <laughs> and, Bill, one last question for you before we let you get out of here and have some lunch. Uh, you know, you've been in the curling game for a long time now. The growth of the sport's been exponential. Even in the 10 years that I've been kind of following along, it's impressive. How does it feel to see the, the sport growing like it is? It's great. I mean, it gets people involved. Um, I think... You know, onset of vision loss is always this feeling that you you can't do things because of the vision. And curling is one of those stepping stones that you can use to help individuals uh, build up confidence to to realize that yeah, you got the vision loss, and also the challenges are there. But in in fact, that succeeding at one thing such as curling can be a building block for other stuff too. So it has some uh, very important, for the lack of a better word, therapeutic value in participating in recreational sport, knowing that you can succeed and, and do well at it. So yeah, for sure, it's a, it's a, it's a good, uh, good deal. Hey, Bill, all the best and uh, good luck out there uh, for some of these remaining games. Thank you very much. We're looking forward to it. Uh, we're in the semifinals, and we don't know who we're going to play yet, but uh, it's going to be uh, a good, uh, good end for us, I'm sure. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. That's the voice of Bill Ma. He's the lead for Team Canada, and they were indeed involved in an all-time classic semifinal today where the lead was shifting back and forth multiple times between them and Team Nova Scotia. Came all the way down to the last rock in Team Nova Scotia. Qualified to clinch their place in the finals, which come to your eardrums live at 1 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio for this very special AMI-audio live presentation of the 2019 AMI Canadian Vision Impaired Curling Championship. Of course, we have the voice of curling in Canada, Vic Router and Norma Wick, who are standing by to 
uh, do the play-by-play coming your way a little bit later today, but we're not quite done hearing from some of these incredible teams and incredible athletes who came to Ottawa this week for this Bonspiel and tournament. Mike Vrooman is from Simcoe, Ontario, but he was roped into Team Nova Scotia this week. He throws second and sweeps for Team Nova Scotia. How did you get roped into Team Nova Scotia? Well, I originally curled with Team Ontario, and we won the championship three years in a row. And uh, our team disbanded, and Louise needed an extra player, so she knew me, and she called me and asked me if I would join their team. This is my third year with them. That's outstanding. So you're, you're a very experienced player when it comes to this tournament. What's it like to kind of come back year in, year out? Oh, it's, it's awesome. Um, you see people that you haven't seen for a couple of years. Old friendships are renewed, and it's just it's a wonderful atmosphere. Look forward to it every year. Now, Team Nova Scotia, I've, I've had the pleasure and privilege to cover the tournament in some way, shape, or form for the better part of eight, nine, ten years. Nova Scotia is always competitive, yeah. but you guys have had a really good week this year. What do you attribute that to? <laughs> that, that's a touchy question. Oh, no. I, I think <clears throat> we have uh, a fellow that I curl with who was our, our skip, Jimmy Simmons, is with us again, came this year. And Jimmy and I play together on competitive teams, and so... We're used to one another. Uh, we're communications there all the time, and our lead, Mary, has just had one whale of a game. Great week. You know, I think that's something that gets lost in a tournament like this, where so many games are tight and competitive. When everybody does that little thing that goes right, doesn't that just make the week go by so much easier and helps you get those wins in those tight games? It is, and it, it makes it easier for everyone because. Mary's putting the rocks right in the house today. And it's so much easier for us who can throw guards or bump hers in a little further, put it out of play that no, the other team can't get at it. Yeah, it makes it very easy. Now, I, I want to ask about your role as the second as well as the sweeper. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with the second and then we'll jump into the sweeper. Mm-hmm. What is the kind of key job for a second? My, my job basically is to try and put a rock by the, on the T-line. They, so they will ask for an in-turn seven, which to me is the T-line or an out-turn seven. That's my job. Get it in the house, put it there somewhere so the other team has, has to work to get at it. Or I may have to put a, a, a guard right in front of the house. It all depends what's happened prior to me. Now, after you've thrown in that rock, you then go into the very important role of a sweeper. Now, from my very casual time hanging out on the sidelines of these games, the sweepers are working hard all game long. So when you're playing this, you know, two games a day for five days in a row, how, how do you kind of keep your body nice and tuned to make sure you don't have that fatigue? You work out. I, I work out in the gym. You know, you, you watch the guys on uh, the Grand Slam and that, how well they do. And that's all because they work out. I'm not of that caliber, but I still feel it's important that I keep my body in shape, and I I will work out uh, three, four times a week in the gym. So I know you've had the opportunity now to uh, play with some really high-level teams out of Simcoe, Ontario. Mm -hmm. You're playing with this great team out of Nova Scotia. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, it's been a great week for you guys. So knowing that you've been at this high level of the sport for so long, and we're seeing new faces and familiar faces come into the tournament every year, what does that say about the growth of the sport? Well, it says a lot about the growth of the sport. Uh, any any or event that allows the visually impaired to get in doing something other than just sitting at home, 
whether it's just out walking or get into the curling, get into golf. <laughs> curling is just such a social sport. No, it, it's really, it's wonderful. I can't say enough about it. And I only started 10 years ago. Yeah, you know, it's obviously now working with Louise Gillis and playing with Louise Gillis. Mm-hmm. We know how she feels about, about it growing and spreading up, yeah. not, just, not just in the big cities, but all around the country. You know, what, what would we like to see in the, in the coming years for blind and vision impaired curling in terms of that reach all across the country? I would, I would love to see it expanded to a world event and be under the control of the World Curling Congress, get teams in Europe. Uh, <clears throat> I have curled down in Arizona or sorry, Colorado, with the uh, U.S. Paralympic team in wheelchair. And just that experience, you see what they have done over the years. They're in the Olympics now. Why can't blind curlers be in the Olympics? We can do it. You know what? I know that's something that the guys at Blind Hockey are talking about too, right? Yes. That piece by piece, Absolutely. we want these opportunities to yeah. uh, for the sport to grow. Yeah. Uh, Mike, last question. It's a fun one because yeah. obviously it's been a fun week. Oh. How has the city treated you? Oh, the city's always great. We love coming here. This is about, I don't know, my eighth, seventh, eighth year here. Love it. Look forward to it. Well, Mike, we appreciate you taking some time for us today. Uh, Best of luck the rest of the tournaments, and hopefully we'll catch up with you again down the road. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. That's the voice of Mike Vrooman. He throws second and sweeps for Team Nova Scotia, who are getting ready to take part in the final, which comes your way at 1 p.m. Eastern time here on AMI-audio live. One more team to hear from, and that's Team Ontario. And LaFontaine is the skip for Team Ontario. What's very exciting is you guys have qualified for the finals. How is the team feeling about that prospect of going into the finals tomorrow? We are very excited. Uh, To get here, Ontario has to do playdowns because we have several cities in Ontario that have vision-impaired teams. And so we have to win the playdowns. And then, uh, so this is the third time we're here as Team Ontario, and it's the first time that we're in the finals. So we're pretty darn excited, yeah. Now, not only are you in the finals, you went undefeated all week. How did the momentum build? How did that kind of come together? You know what? We just had really good advice from our coach and basically take throw one rock at a time and just take, you know, keep focused and uh, don't, you know, don't focus on winning, um, getting into the finals as much as just take it easy one game at a time. So, and that's what we did. You mentioned it's it's the third time this particular team has been able to represent Team Ontario at this at this bond spiel, which is always a very competitive bond spiel. How does the chemistry build for you guys, both on kind of a year-to-year basis, but also knowing that you've been here before? Well, it's um, interesting. We have um, we have pretty much the same team members. We're lucky that you know we've been able to do that, and we've really been practicing as a team. Um, making a conscious effort to communicate with each other and I think we just are building we're getting better at working with each other which is a huge part of a team sport so now speaking of building you're the president of the Toronto Blind Curling Club and you guys have experienced quite a bit of growth since you started what's that been like seeing the sport growing the way that it is Um, we're really pleased because of course coming here and competing is just one aspect of what Toronto Blind Curling does Um, you know really the broader objective is to bring people that are blind and visually impaired, introduce them to the sport of curling, have them come out, have them enjoy the sport, enjoy a social evening, be with people that have the same challenges. Um, You know, really that is the main objective of Toronto Blind Curling. So we're excited that our group is growing and that uh, we're able to reach to more people in the GTA are coming out. So. And and 
then you build that camaraderie locally and regionally, and the camaraderie builds here too. How does the week been on that social front for you and the team? You know, it's great. I, <clears throat> I haven't. I, I myself am not a late night person that parties too much but uh i've known some of these other teams for many years because um i've been really lucky when i haven't been when our team hasn't won i've usually been invited back to play for one of the teams if they're missing a person so um and you know it's a great opportunity to meet vision impaired teams from across the country i mean it's the only opportunity we have to get together so it's it's a wonderful opportunity yeah no i know it's i know it's still kind of early here to be talking about the final but is there a sense of pressure amongst the team do you guys feel that pressure going into a big championship game I don't think we'd be human if we said we didn't and uh, you know we'd be excited to win it for sure um, so yeah but we keep uh, as I said our coach is pretty good at bringing us back to focus and just uh, and just go into this game the way we went into every game this week so that's what we're trying to do I, I might be jumping a little bit too far into the weeds here but how are you going to kind of make sure that you're prepared mentally for the big final match? I just think that we're going to keep doing what we've been doing all week. Um, and the opportunity to play this many games in one week, I mean, that doesn't come around too often either. And I think we've even built on on our skill set a bit just being here this week and having an opportunity to play so many games. So we're just going to take what, we, what we've kind of learned this week and, and bring it into that final match. Well, and it's such a pleasure chatting with you. Best of luck in the final today, and hopefully we get a chance to speak to you down the road here in a couple of hours. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for the interview. That's the voice of Anne Lafontaine. She is the skip for Team Ontario. As of right now, Team Nova Scotia is on the ice throwing some warm-up rocks. Team Ontario is stretching here at the side of the rinks. It's really exciting time as we're building to crescendo of the final match of the 2019 AMI Canadian Vision Impaired Curling Championship here live in the Ottawa Curling Club, which we're going to bring to your eardrums live on the airwaves of AMI-audio, whether you're listening through your TV, whether you're listening online at AMI.ca, on TuneIn Radio, Radio Player Canada, and of course, maybe if you get really busy today and you can't catch the whole broadcast, next week on the podcast, AMI-audio live, we'll make sure to have all the action coming the way to your eardrums, but you want, you do not want to miss a live moment of this, and considering you can carry the audio with you wherever you're off to during the course of your day you'll want to be tuned in all afternoon long after the break we move in to get things really hyped up for the final and we'll speak with the other member of our play-by-play team which is the host of the gazette here on ami audio that's norma wick i'm dave brown this is ami audio live and we'll be right back Welcome back to AMI-audio live. This is the pregame show to the finals of the 2019 AMI Canadian Vision Impaired Curling Championship. We're now back on the second floor of the Ottawa Curling Club looking over the rinks over sheet two where the finals will be played today. Nova Scotia throwing some warm-up rocks we're just a few minutes away from that final game. Of course, the call of the game will be done by what we're calling the Vic and Wick connection and Norma Wick is going to be co-hosting the play-by-play alongside Vic Router, the voice of curling in Canada. Norma, are you feeling the energy in the room? Absolutely. You know, I think Vic alluded to this earlier. It's a national final 
You know, there is a buzz in the building. And, you know, we talk about this rink being too historic and the great champions past and present that have come through this club. And just over to our far right on sheet number five is Lisa Weagle and Emma Miskew of uh, Rachel Homan's club warming up out there. Uh, and then you have our two uh, prospective championship teams here uh, warming up just beside them. So they've been joking all week that they've been sharing the ice with Rachel Homan and Brad Gushu <laughs> and many other notables. And uh, Vic gets to do a little bit of scouting for the Scotties coming up, too. Absolutely. How exciting was that semifinal this morning? It, was, it went wow. right down to the wire. It was shot for shot the entire game. It was really close. And uh, I know, uh, speaking to Skip Louise Gillis last night, she said they've been bronzed three times. So they're already moving up on the podium. Yes, indeedy. Now, now Norma, you've had a chance to call some high-level curling yourself and do some description. How excited are you for this opportunity to call this, uh, this vision-impaired curling championship? I'm really excited. Um, it's just amazing to me, um, you know, what can come of, you know, a little adaptability here and there. And uh, you've got some really great things happening. And uh, the competition has been great. And, you know, as Louise was mentioning to me last night, too, the wonderful thing, um, whatever your passion or your hobby is, but she said for her, when you get out on the ice, you forget about everything else. And uh, and then you have the camaraderie off it, which is also great. So, um, you know, it's great to see these teams, um, you know, being both really competitive and also enjoying each other. You heard us talking uh, to Fraser Hilton in the last segment from uh, Team BC, talking about the highs and the lows. And I really wonder for Team Nova Scotia here, after such a great game this morning and winning that game pretty much down to the last stone, taking a very, very short break and getting right back out there, I wonder how they're going to be uh, mentally ready for that next challenge. Well, but also, too, they're still in rhythm. You know, the opposite is true for Ontario that had a bye this morning, and yeah. they've been sitting watching, and they ran the table this week. And now they're looking at, you know, taking a long break, and can they recapture the magic they had going all this week? Well, Norma, we really appreciate you taking some time to be with us today right before the big broadcast. Have a great broadcast, and we'll catch up with you throughout the show. Great. Thank you, Dave. That's the voice of Norma Wick. She'll be doing co-play-by-play for the finals of the 2019 AMI Canadian Vision Impaired Championship, which is coming your way from the Ottawa Curling Club straight to your eardrums via the mighty airwaves of AMI-audio, whether it's through your cable TV, whether it's through the interwebs, your smartphone, your surround sound, however you're taking in the show, we appreciate you stopping by to be a part of it. Don't forget... Throughout the afternoon, if you want to connect with us via the social media, you can reach us at AMI-audio on Twitter. And, of course, you can write directly to me at Dave Brown Radio. I'll be throughout the building today kind of eh, catching up with people, seeing what's going on, and trying to give you some of that color as Norma and Vic do such a great job of calling the action on the ice. Guys, guess what? We're just a few minutes away. So we're going to take one more very quick break, and then we're going to hand things over to the play-by-play team. I'm Dave Brown. This has been the AMI-audio live pregame show of the 2019 AMI-Canadian Vision Impaired Curling Championship. You stay right there. You get your snacks ready. You get your drinks ready because the action comes your way in just a moment. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. 
Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.